So something that's been really important to me lately is being able to get myself motivated, to get myself to start working on and focus on the things I know I need to do, the things that I maybe say that I want to do but haven't been consistently doing, and just get myself to show up. And we all, I think, struggle with this. It's something that can be really hard to do, especially when life starts to get in the way and when there are other things to worry about. So in this episode, I want to talk about what I've been thinking about in relationship to my motivation. And maybe it's something that can help you in your own journey to find your motivation as well. So get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change, big change. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Editor Greg here. Uh, listen, I forgot to do this in the actual episode, but just to remind you, this Friday, February 3rd, is the last day to fill out my survey and enter for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. So here's the deal. I'm running a survey right now to get to know you a little bit better so that I can improve my content, my recommendations, and overall just make something better for you. If you want to help out, head over to tlbc.co slash survey right now to participate. That's tlbc.co slash survey. The link, of course, is in the description as well. Uh, the survey should really only take about seven minutes to complete. And if you participate before February 3rd, 2023, you'll be able to enter for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. So again, that's tlbc.co slash survey to participate. All right, let's get into the episode. So lately, I've been paying close attention to what motivates me and trying to figure out how to pursue more of that. How do I spend more time doing the things that are motivating to me, that are exciting to me? And how do I get myself to be more motivated for the things that maybe aren't necessarily as exciting as uh, other things I could be doing? And this reminded me of a book that I read early last year and I've actually talked about on this show quite a few times called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Now, in the book, BJ introduces what he calls the FOG behavior model. Now, the B equals MAP behavior model is a simple yet powerful tool that can help us understand the factors that influence our behavior. But before we jump into it, let's back up a second and talk a little bit about who 
BJ is. So BJ Fogg is a Stanford University researcher. He's the founder of the Behavior Lab at Stanford University, and he's also done a number of uh, consulting work with major corporations, major social media sites, things like that. So he is an, an expert when it comes to creating behavior and uh, reinforcing certain behaviors. And he created this model to help explain why some behaviors are easy to perform while others are challenging, are a little bit difficult. So the model states that behavior, which is B, is a function of motivation, ability, and prompt. So that's the MAP. Now, in other words, behavior only occurs when all three of these elements are present. Motivation, the drive or desire to actually perform the behavior. You know, you've got to want to do it if you expect to be able to do it. Uh, the ability, which is your actual ability to perform the behavior. Like, are you capable of doing this thing? And then the prompt, which is the trigger or the cue or the reminder or something that gets you to act in that moment. And not only do all of these things need to be present, but there is a threshold that you need to cross. So you need to have enough ability and enough of uh, uh, motivation when you receive the prompt. It's not just about prompting yourself, which is something that many apps rely on. And you can set notifications and remind yourself to do this thing. But how many times do you get a notification and you just think, eh, I'll do that later. I'll deal with that some other time. This is because you're not over the threshold yet. Your motivation to do it is not high enough or your ability to do it is not high enough. And so the prompt really doesn't mean anything. On the inverse of that, though, if you have the motivation and you have the ability, but there is no prompt, which doesn't have to just be like a notification, a prompt could be something like being hungry, like feeling hunger when you have both the ability and the motivation to eat reminds you that, hey, you should go eat. So the prompt doesn't have to be like a cell phone notification, but some kind of prompt. If you don't receive that, even if you have the motivation and the ability, you still might not take the behavior. So there is this threshold that you need to meet, and it needs to include all three of these pieces. But with that said, let's talk about how this is relevant to today's episode. So motivation specifically. Motivation can come in a number of forms. There is intrinsic or internal motivation. There's extrinsic or external motivation. And these can show up in a number of different ways. They're different for each person. Intrinsic motivation is the drive to engage in a behavior because it is inherently interesting or enjoyable to you. And so certain things that might be more intrinsically motivating to you might not be that intrinsically motivating to others. And so for those people, they're going to need more extrinsic motivation in order to fill that sort of like motivation requirement in Fogg's behavioral model. Now, extrinsic motivation that is the drive to engage in a behavior in order to receive some kind of external reward or avoid some kind of punishment. Now, for most of us, when we are starting to build a habit or pursue a new behavior, this is what we rely on. Oftentimes, the intrinsic motivation is built over time 
as you get good at the behavior, as you practice it, as you experience it and gain the value of it, you start to be more intrinsically motivated to keep pursuing it. But in the beginning of a new behavior, often extrinsic motivation is what you need to rely on. And this might be uh, potential for a promotion at work, potential for some kind of reward for the actual action. Now, one of these two, at least one of these two motivations should be there. But, and this is key, uh, also last year, I was listening to Dr. Andrew Huberman's phenomenal podcast. So it's called the Huberman Labs podcast. Uh, link to that is in the description. Highly recommend listening. And he brought up a guest that he had on the show, uh, Dr. Anna Lemke. Now, Dr. Anna Lemke is a motivation researcher. And one of the things that she shares is that dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter commonly thought of as associated with reward, is actually released much earlier than we think it is. They did a number of studies, and what they found is that dopamine starts being released in anticipation to the reward, in addition to actually receiving the reward. Now, this is mind-blowing to me. This creates a whole new way to potentially look at dopamine and motivation. Because rather than just being about reward, it's now very possible with this new data that dopamine is actually related to motivation as well. It's central to the motivation of taking action. We pursue the reward so that we can get that dopamine release. But in order to start pursuing it, we need to also release dopamine. So anticipation becomes an important tool for us to drive more motivation. So this understanding of the role of dopamine in motivation, it can help us to better understand how we can use motivation to our advantage, how we can sort of hack. And I say sort of here because it's not really a hack and it's not going to work every time. It's, this is not like a top three tips for getting more motivation kind of episode. It's really just better understanding how we become motivated and what's involved with that so that we can try to recreate the scenario that gets us motivated. But for example, when we find that we aren't very motivated to do an action, finding ways to build anticipation for the behavior might help to increase motivation because now we know that in anticipation for things, dopamine might also be released in addition to actually uh, doing the thing or receiving the reward. And if you decide to try building anticipation, one easy way to do this is to schedule time for the behavior. So what I'm trying to do is identifying something about the behavior that I'm legitimately excited for. You know, if I'm not excited to go to the gym, am I excited about lifting a slightly higher weight than I did last time? Uh, or am I excited about getting it over with, honestly? Um, whatever it is that you can find about the behavior that gets you excited, finding that, focusing there, and then scheduling time some point in the future, uh, preferably sooner rather than later, to actually follow through on it. One of the things that could happen here, and I say could very specifically, I am not a motivational researcher. I have not done the research on this. All I've done is experimented on myself, and now I'm sharing what has worked and what might help you as well. One of the things that might happen is that creating that anticipation by scheduling the actual behavior and focusing on something that might excite you in the behavior will show up 
in one of two forms. So it might show up in the form of excitement, which is the motivation to take action, or it might show up in the form of anxiety, motivation not to take action, to move away. Whichever one of those shows up for you, you're going to have to examine and figure out how to work around. But it does at least get the ball rolling where now we have some motivation around the behavior that can help push us in the direction that we want to go. Now, with all of that said, it's important that we recognize that motivation is not always under our control. Sometimes external factors such as stress or fatigue can reduce our ability to be motivated. And that's got to be okay. It's like we have to let that be okay. We are human beings and we're going to fail. We're going to fall and we have to recognize that and let it be all right. So if you're able to, when this happens, give yourself the space to put it off. Give yourself the space to not pursue that thing. If you're able to, I know that this is not always under our control, but if it is, if it happens to be a behavior that is under your control, give yourself the space you need until you feel better and then try again. So as we wrap up here, one of the key takeaways from the idea that dopamine is released in anticipation of a reward is that motivation is not only about the outcome, it's also about the journey. By focusing on the parts of a behavior that excite us, and then tapping into anticipation, we can release some dopamine to get us to actually start taking action. And once we start taking action, it's going to be significantly easier to keep it that way. But maybe this isn't for you. There are a lot of people out there who live and die by the power of willpower. That just doesn't work for me. I can't get myself to do things that I'm genuinely not motivated to do. There is this age-old saying that professionals just show up to work even if they don't want to. You know, if you're a writer, you should sit down and write every single day. Even when you don't feel like it, you shouldn't wait until you feel like doing the thing in order to do it. And there is truth to that. I don't want to stand here and knock that. There is truth and value in just being disciplined and just showing up. But here's my question. Is that always going to work for you? Can you truly look ahead at the very complicated world that we live in, the very complicated life that you probably lead, and say to yourself that without fail, you're going to be able to just show up all the time, forever, always? I'm willing to bet not. And when those times happen, when willpower fails you, which it will, that's where having tools to change your motivation, to build motivation, can be valuable. But I want to hear your thoughts. Reach out to the podcast on Instagram at Tiny Leaps or on TikTok at Tiny Leaps. Or you can just leave a comment over on YouTube if you're watching us there. We're also at Tiny Leaps there. But don't worry, all of the links that I've mentioned in this episode are in the description. So if you're interested in following up on anything I've talked about or just connecting, check the description of this episode. And with that said, my name is Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Everybody.